Uh, good morning, Dave Vellante here of Wikibon. Uh, welcome to the March 4th, 2008 Wikibon Peer Insight Storage Research Meeting. Uh, the topic for today is disk-based backup uh, with a, an emphasis on data deduplication specifically. It's our pleasure today to have Steve Keniston on the call. Uh, he will be leading. Many of you know Steve as a highly knowledgeable uh, professional who works within EMC's Avramar line of business. Steve is a former CTO uh, and industry analyst, uh, having worked at the Enterprise Strategy Group, ESG, and is very well versed in backup and deduplication technologies. I want to stress that this is not a sponsored call uh, by any vendor, and Steve has agreed to do his best to provide an objective viewpoint. Uh, the format of the Wikibon Peer Insight, for those of you who don't know, is as follows. I'll be the moderator, uh, and Steve will present his premise and analysis. It's an open forum where anyone's welcome to participate, so feel free to ask questions and, and have a voice. At the end of the meeting, I will do a brief summary, which will then be posted on Wikibon within a couple of hours. And then we'll follow that summary up with about five, four or five other additional analyses that are focused on user implications. The meeting will last one hour and is being recorded. So with that, uh, Steve, you're on, correct? Yes, sir. So I'd like to turn it over and welcome uh, Steve Keniston. And Steve, I wonder if you could start by talking a little bit about uh, where we are in this business today, uh, what has changed over the past few years, and maybe talk about some of the predominant approaches to uh, data dedu. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so I, I believe probably a number of you have been hearing a lot about uh, uh, probably two fundamental uh, components to data deduplication. There is the notion of a source-based data deduplication solution. That's where typically the client, there is a client agent. Uh, um, a solution like this probably looks like your traditional backup solution with a client that sits, or an agent that sits out on your client and moves data to uh, some central uh, backup server, i.e. a data deduplication server. Um, these solutions look like the uh, semantic pure disk solution, the Asigra solution, uh, connected, uh, sorry, uh, EMC Avamar's solution. Um, in the desktop laptop space, right, you have solutions like the connected solution, Carbonite, Mosey. Those are all what I would consider a source-based uh, data deduplication solution. And then there are uh, target-based data deduplication solutions where you continue to leverage your existing backup infrastructure uh, so maybe you have NetBackup, uh, Networker, or Commvault deployed in your environment, and you continue to, to leverage that, um, that software, except instead of moving data to a traditional tape library, uh, you move it to a disk-based solution where it does the data deduplication uh, once it hits the, the, the device or the appliance. Uh, typically, you hear uh, in, in both camps, vendors talk about uh, data deduplication ratios. So you have source and target-based data deduplication, and then the vendors kind of caveat those with deduplication ratios. And those ratios have a, have a wide range, right? Uh, you see uh, anywhere from tape-based vendors talk about compression of two to one, to uh, target-based vendors talk anywhere from 
uh, 20 to 50 to even 100 to 1 deduplication. And then source-based vendors talk anywhere from 50 to 300 to 400 to, to 1 data deduplication. So, Steve, um, in terms of, you know, protecting data, obviously uh, disk-based backup in general, and but, but specifically data dedupe is, is exploding. Um, can you talk about you know, why? What are the drivers there, the economics, and, you know, what are the dynamics going on making this market so exciting right now? Well, I think that uh, you bring up a pretty good point, Dave. I think that a number of folks uh, are starting to look at their legacy uh, backup environment. And I think they're starting to approach uh, their backup environment, having taken some of the advice of some analysts, and also the vendors who are following the analysts in treating backup now is not just about backup, but treating it as data protection. So that encompasses a number of things. It includes backup, it includes replication, it includes some methodology of making sure your data is off-site. And in doing so, looking at their existing solutions and uh, having to apply new solutions or additional solutions to continue to uh, or, or to meet the, some of the new challenges. That's, that's one avenue. Another avenue is with the explosive growth of data, the ability to back up the volume of data that an that a organization may have using legacy technology might not be doable. Uh, the advent of now corporations being 100% accountable for 100% of the data within their infrastructure and what happens to that information, whether it be, you know, it gets lost or it's stolen or uh, it's just a, a breach of intellectual property, uh, being able to reach out and reach from where, where that data lives, whether it be a remote office, whether it be a desktop or a laptop. Uh, and also this, this new wave that we have coming recently, uh, server consolidation. So you take a number of virtual servers and put them on one physical device, and then you start to have new challenges when it comes to protecting the information that lives underneath those virtual, uh, uh, virtual servers. So I think all of those, Dave, are playing a part into why the IT industry is looking at data protection, new disk-based data protection solutions, and why the advent of data deduplication is so attractive is because a lot of the vendors are talking about um, pushing less data, moving less data, and that sort of thing. Uh, on, the on, on the other side, right, disk-based solutions have now started to be able to uh, come in line with some of the costs that tape-based solutions offer or can now meet things like recovery time objectives that customers need to be able to meet which they couldn't do with a tape-based solution, but now might be able to do with a disk-based solution. You saw this with the early advent of virtual tape libraries. It was very, very easy from a policy and procedure standpoint for an IT professional to unplug the IP connection from their tape library and plug it into their disk library that looked exactly like their tape library and probably could be configured just like that tape library. And uh, continue to perform the same backup operations and follow the same processes and procedures. That was a very easy thing for uh, IT to get their head around. Now, the data deduplication market is slowly sorting itself 
uh, in a number of different ways. You've seen a number of acquisitions in the space where what I call the Tier 1 vendors starting to announce or uh, have announced their strategies for deduplication and now are either integrating them into product or selling, you know, continuing to sell standalone product. Okay, and you, you mentioned <clears throat> virtualization. I want to come back to that at some point in time. But, I mean, since, since I've been in this business, you know, backup, and particularly tape-based backup, has been a, a sore point for customers. So, uh, uh, and, you know, generally, I think, accepted as less reliable than disk. So that's obviously a, a big driver as, as well. Is that fair? I would say that is fair, yes. So <clears throat> you talked about two predominant models, uh, source-based and, and target-based. Can you talk a little bit about where customers should um, consider each of these approaches? Sure. I think um, as with every answer within IT, right, the answer is it, it truly depends. Um, you have, let's start with, um, let's just start on, on the source-based side because uh, that's where I've been spending a lot, of, a lot of my time, right? There are a number of different source-based type of solutions, and source-based solutions work very, very well for um, unstructured data, and it works very well for unstructured data that, that kind of falls in line with what I call uh, users' personal productivity applications. So the Microsoft Office Suite, uh, Adobe, um, Word, PowerPoint, Excel, um, et cetera, right? So solution, uh, a source-based solution where you have a client that lives out on the desktop, the laptop, the server, the web server at the, at the you know, in the office or at the remote site, right? You deploy this agent and it does the deduplication on the client and moves data over the network, uh, you know, to some server. Um, those solutions, you know, so those solutions are very good for, for those types of applications. Traditionally, what we see is that for your, your, your personal productivity applications, on average, companies have change rates of that data of less than one-half of a percent, right? So a source-based deduplication solution is a very good solution when you have change rates of less than, let's say, 2 to 3%, you know, maybe even 5%, depending on the volume of data. But you know, around the 3% or less range, uh, when you have a change rate that low, uh, source-based solutions work, work very well. And there are different types of source-based solutions. There's a fixed-block source-based solution. There's a uh, variable block source-based solution. There are source-based solutions that require uh, a single image from every server before it can continue to do deduplication. Uh, and there are solutions that do what we call global single instancing, what that once one block of data has been sent, you never need to send it again from any other server within your infrastructure. So each one of those really affects the back-end storage capacity of that uh, dedupe server component. Um, Target-based solutions, right, are very good for a number of different reasons. They're very good from the standpoint of you don't really have to muck with your existing infrastructure. A lot of folks have spent a lot of time and a lot of money putting together uh, a backup infrastructure that works. What they're missing is either some level of performance characteristic within that, within that um, environment or perhaps they're trying to do some things to save money on tape volumes and off-siting data and, and that sort of thing, right? A lot of the, a lot of the um, 
target-based solutions have built into them replication-type technologies to, to migrate data off-site. So maybe you don't necessarily have to uh, clone data from from that system to tape directly and then off-site the data. So, uh, and and those solutions that have been that, that are architected the target-based solutions where 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 folks have spent money on an existing infrastructure um, probably have nailed down uh, good backup strategies for. Uh, large databases with higher change rates or large file systems, you know, with more than a couple of million files, or um, what I like to call the, the phenomenon of the three M's, music, movies, and Mother Nature, right? Traditionally, not a lot of compressibility in those files or not a lot of duplication inside those files. So your traditional backup methodologies still work uh, fairly consistent as a uh, as a source-based solution as, as a regular traditional first-generation technology might uh, for backing that information up. So, you know, um, there, there are reasons why, why you would choose to, use, uh, choose to use either one. You said music, movies, and Mother Nature. Where, where what? Mother Nature is uh, pictures of trees? Or, no, <laughs> geophysical information, geospatial yeah. information. You know, you, you tend to run into this a lot in the government sector. Uh, got it. Okay. Um, all right. That's good intro. About 15 minutes in. I just want a couple of points of clarification of it. You said that the source-based model, you, you mentioned EMC slash Avamar, connected, Carbonite. I think you said Symantec as well. Symantec has a product called PureDisk. As well, okay. As an example. And then on the, on the target-based, we're talking about guys talking like about data, data domain, domain diligent, Sepaton. Yeah. Okay. NetApp. Yep. Okay, great. And then you, you sort of discussed the two broad strategic fits, low change rate uh, environments for, for uh, source-based um, and, and presumably also remote uh, 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 protection as well. Sure. If you, if you get a little deeper into um, areas of applicability for a source-based solution that, that really align well with a source-based solution. And again, why you may be looking at new data protect, protection methodologies. So things like uh, remote office backup, right? It's going to be very difficult for a traditional, uh, what I call first-generation backup solution, a Legato, a NetBackup, a Commvault solution, to do your traditional uh, daily incrementals and weekly fulls and push all that bandwidth through a pipe to a remote backup server, right? Again, it depends. depends on the capacity. It depends on your change rate, but not the most optimal solution. Mm -hmm. That's where a source-based solution that does the deduplication on the client and only ever needs to send changed blocks of information over the wire help you with both backup windows uh, and the performance behind that and the pipe, right? So you don't have to go out and buy a huge quantity of bandwidth in order to move data from, from point A to point B. The other thing to think about, too, as companies move to voice over IP networks, right? What's the requirement for that traffic um, throughout my backup window? Am I an internationally based company? Do I need that uh, infrastructure to be able to do multiple things? So I want to be careful, and I really want to understand how I'm utilizing my bandwidth, right? So a source-based solution really helps alleviate a lot of the pressures that that puts on that type of solution. 
source-based solutions are traditionally used in desktop laptop solutions. So the Mosey Pro, Carbonite, uh, connected type solutions, each one of those are uh, a data dedupe solution uh, at the client. And again, used to leverage uh, small pipes to, that connect uh, those, those systems to, to servers. And another good fit um, for a source-based solution is that VMware environment we were talking about before, right? It is highly critical to IT professionals who have architected a uh, virtual-based backup infrastructure where they've uh, probably come out and done an ROI or TCO analysis that says um, the ability to uh, consolidate 20 servers, 20 uh, virtual servers to one physical server is how, how we can go ahead and make our money. And then as they start to deploy the traditional back, backup methodologies on these servers, they find that uh, they, they can't back up the full set of data capacity that, through that physical infrastructure for each one of those virtual machines, which leaves them with a choice to make. And that choice is either I don't back up, which typically isn't an option, or uh, I have to remove the number of, of virtual, virtual servers that live on that physical device, thereby really cutting into your TCO and ROI model um, and, and not allowing you to reach the true optimization that you had originally architected. So a source-based solution that really only moves the changed data, the changed bits from, from inside those virtual and physical devices uh, really creates a stress release on, I should say, on the physical device to be able to then back up all of your all of your virtual images. So those are some really good uh, environments to think about as you think about deploying a source-based solution um, for, for uh, uh, as you think about deploying new solutions for uh, data protection. That's a good. Those are good uh, places to look at for a source-based solution. For a target-based solution, right, things to keep in mind are if you have very large databases, let's say north of 250 gigabytes uh, with, with large change rates, uh, let's say greater than 3%, right, that's not a real good fit for, um, for a source-based solution, right? The, the scanning time and the processing time it takes to, to go through all of that information doesn't really save you a whole lot. Um, uh, versus a versus a first generation type solution, areas where you have architected a, a solution that works, and you need to look at things like performance or capacity or, or sizing capacity, and what you're actually migrating off to tape and then storing for long periods of time, are good places to think about for target based solutions. Areas where you have a very robust set of policies and procedures used for both backup as well as disaster recovery and, and, and most importantly the recovery of that information, right? If you've tested that and it, and it all uh, works uh, quite well and meets your RPO and RTO expectations, um, leveraging, an RT, leveraging a, a target-based solution can only uh, help improve on some of those RTO and RPO uh, components when um, uh, versus looking at po a possible rewrite of, of your policies and procedures for a source-based type of a solution. So all things to, to consider when, when looking at the two different scenarios. Okay. And then you, you mentioned before you could, you could leverage your existing Commvault and, or networker infrastructure and, and apply dedupe to that without substantial changes, which has got to be attractive to a lot of customers. Exactly. Um, 
And then I've seen data <clears throat> that a VTL without dedupe, uh, well, very convenient for recovery, is perhaps as still much as 10x the cost of tape, whereas a, v, a VTL with dedupe can take this ratio down to as low as you know two or three x tape costs, which starts to bring it in parity with tape. Do those sound reasonable to you or others in the community? And uh, actually, before I before I open it up, so I, I actually want to. So we've we've done a, I think a, a good job positioning the the various approaches. I want to open up and see if there's general agreement on the call that that's a reasonable positioning. Have we missed anything? And are those economics, you know, that I just mentioned, do, do they sound reasonable to folks? Any thoughts or any comments there from anybody, Steve or others? Yeah, just on the economic side, I, I think your numbers are pretty close. And the only other uh, thing that I often talk to folks about, because, again, uh, another great place for a source-based solution is, and, and you see this from Connected and Mosey and Carbonite, right, are the service providers, right? It really helps them to optimize um, their environment from both a uh, efficiently moving information and efficiently storing information on their part uh, by doing a source-based dedupe solution. So I've, I've met with, with, with service providers who have said, oh, great, I have a customer base and all combined they have 200 terabytes of capacity. I only need one terabyte of back-end capacity because, you know, theoretically your Avamar ratio is 2 to 300 to 1, right? And, and I always kind of step back and say, you know, the thing to think about uh, as kind of a rule of thumb is one terabyte of, of primary capacity typically translates into 10 terabytes of tape capacity when leveraging what I consider a 30-day um, uh, set of data protection policies. So whether that be 30 days of just running data or 14 dailies, 4 weeklies, and 11 monthlies, you're left with 30 days of capacity on tape someplace. So 1 terabyte to 10 terabytes of tape. If you start to look at disk-based solutions with deduplication, you can go from 1 terabyte of primary capacity to about anywhere between 1 to 3 terabytes of deduped capacity. Right? So, that, so, so your metric is, is, is pretty right on. And I just wanted to kind of state that up front. Okay, great. Thank you. So, Dave, Dave one, when you one, say uh, you're comparing virtual tape to tape, what do you mean by tape? Are you talking about manual tape? Are you talking about tape libraries or integrated virtual tape libraries? Yeah, the data that I saw was certainly tape libraries. I mean, um, if you have a, an integrated virtual tape library with a disk array in front of a tape library, that changes the cost of the tape environment significantly. You have far fewer cartridges, far fewer drives, and far fewer libraries than you would in a standard automated tape library because of the data stacking capabilities are immense. And the cartridge utilizations go up over 80% with an integrated VTL. And that brings the total cost way down, both on an acquisition and operational cost for an integrated VTL. So I, I think when we say cheaper than tape, we need to describe what tape environment it is. But uh, the disk-based virtual tape compared to an integrated VTL is, uh, is, is nowhere near 10 to 1 on a price difference. I do all the pricing for those tiers, and uh, it's quite different. If you go to a manual business or a non-virtualized automatic, automatic library, which is unfortunate for people that haven't done that yet, uh, the cost may be uh, 4 or 5 to 1 at the most. So, so let, me, let me make sure I get this right. So, so you're suggesting that an integrated uh, of uh, VTL um, without dedupe, 
uh, uh, is going to be not 10x the cost of tape, but maybe more like 4 to 5x, is that right? Yeah, the standard tape environment, you know, is greatly reduced when you put a integrated virtual tape library in there. That's a disk array integrated in with the tape library. And a lot of the libraries have that, and, and, and a lot don't. So if you do that, then you get the benefits of all sorts of stacking capabilities and very high cartridge utilization, which means fewer cartridges, therefore fewer drives, therefore fewer libraries, and also less energy and floor space and everything else. So those costs come down. That, that was one of the few no-brainers. It doesn't de reduce your storage increment nearly as much as dedupe will for those applications that dedupe works on because dedupe will shrink it down much farther than that because tape has the benefit of the stacking capability, the virtual volumes on a single cartridge, and compression where dedupe, uh, you know, if you have a highly repetitive backup pattern can take you, you know, as I think Steve was saying, you know, you know, 60, 80% or more reduction down on that. So uh, just keep that in mind when you describe the tape environment because there are many different tape environments out there to price. So, so, you're, so you're suggesting that, so the comparison is you've got, you got tape, an automated tape uh, environment. Now you're bringing in, let's say, a VTL, and you're, you're creating a, a disk and tape blend. No, I'm saying that the tape library that. is the integrated VTL. Yeah. It, it, if you have disk in a tape library, you don't need another VTL in front of it. That right. is the VTL. It's built into the library. The, the, the VTL market is disk that looks like tape. The integrated VTL market is disk that looks like tape integrated with the tape library. So it's tier two and tier three versus tier two in this conversation. Right. Okay, so you're saying that's going to make the, the tape component more competitive. Much more competitive. Because uh, so you have far, far, let, far fewer things in your tape environment to deal with. Less media, less drives, less libraries. Yeah, and so higher performance because your recovery data sits on the disk array in the library, and it'll stay out there typically in an integrated VTL anywhere from two to four and a half days. And after two days, about 98% of your recoveries of um, actions have occurred from the time the problem first occurred. So let me make sure I got this right. So if, you were, if you're just bringing in a, 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 a VTL relative to tape only, it's, it, my 10x might be valid. But if you're looking at a VTL sort of tape blend, you're now bringing that down to 4 to 5x. And then am I right that if you go dedupe, you're going to lower that ratio even further down to perhaps two to three times? Does that sound viable? Yeah, it does. And Exactly. Okay, great. Blended disk tape. Got it. Yeah, that, that would be the way to look at that. Uh, Thank you, Fred. I, I, it's David Fry here. I'd just like to add one uh, additional uh, wrinkle on the um, source-based alternative. Um, uh, Steve pointed out uh, very correctly that uh, source-based isn't uh, adequate for larger databases and uh, high-change databases. However, there are some uh, fast-growing technologies from the database vendors themselves which uh, use a source-based backup over the net. And one of the advantages of that is uh, that the database itself has knowledge of the point in time, has knowledge of the consistency across all of the volumes that on the data sets. And that can be an alternative way of looking at 
larger databases that need uh, remote replication as an alternative, for example, for remote replication uh, using uh, using some of the high-end uh, arrays. So, so in this instance, Oracle would handle the deduping and the consistency between volumes. Is that right? Uh, Yes, they have not not fantastic technology in that area as yet, but they would handle a whole of the remote replication, yes. And they would do point-in-time stuff as well? or Yes, yeah, absolutely, yes. So that they, they by having ownership of the whole of that data, of the whole of that database, they can, uh, they are uh, able to overcome a lot of the issues uh, of uh, consistency and point-in-time um, issues that uh, other backup methods uh, have. And is that pretty common? or No, no it's an emerging technology. It's, 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 I think there was an IDC report that recently showed that it was growing pretty fast. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, it's certainly um, for people who have higher um, RPO in particular requirements, that is, uh, can be an attractive source-based solution. Okay. A anybody else want to add anything or, or uh, before we move on to some other? Areas in general, are we in agreement that this kind of positioning is 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 proper for customers? Uh, well, I had a question. This is Nick. Where does CDP continuous data protection work itself into this? Yeah, so that that's a that's another good play, right? So, um, and, and it kind of brings me to you know essentially maybe the the call to action for for users, which is. You're at a point now where there are both disk-based technology solutions that are available to meet a number of, of challenges. So as you start to analyze why you're looking at new data protection methodologies right, or data protection solutions, um, you need to do a couple of things. One is to, to start to classify your data and understand your needs as it pertains to your RPO and your RTO. And if indeed your RPO and RTO are such that um, a, a CDP solution, a continuous data protection solution, a point in time rollback, you know, no more than you know, an RPO of 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes is needed, technologies like that exist. And the, thing, the, the caveat to weigh against that right, is, is price. So um, typically CDP solutions which you, you need in order to be able to capture all the data and metadata associated with the, the necessary capabilities of rolling a data set back to a point in time. But if that's the value of your business and the value that you need to be able to, uh, to get to or that time you need to be able to get to from an RPO uh, standpoint, then it's a perfectly legitimate standpoint. If your RPO, typically source and target-based deduplication solutions mirror your traditional backup methodologies. Um, some source-based solutions that I know of, right, uh, and I only say source because target continues to leverage the data protection software that you've already deployed, like a first-generation solution like a net backup, right, you typically don't set more than one backup window in a 24-hour window. Some source-based solutions, depending on their efficiency and depending on the data that you're backing up, you might be able to do two within 24 hours. But those are things to look at when trying to set your recovery point objective. Um, typically, like I said, 
um, your RPO or, or source and target-based deduplication solutions mirror a backup uh, uh, traditional first-generation backup solution, which is a 24-hour RPO. So if that meets your requirements, then CDP is probably overkill. If it doesn't, then CDP or the solution that Dave was just talking about uh, with regard to a database application uh, having some influence over the data, whether it be how it captures it or point in times it or moves it, right, is uh, are both good solutions for that. Okay, great. But my real question was, does CDP defeat or obviate or prevent um, data data dedupe? Um, I guess I don't understand the question. Does it prevent it? Right. Mm. I, I don't personally know of any solutions that combine the two technologies. Right. I, I don't either. That's what I, I was asking. I, I, I suspect that the overhead of deduplicating that amount of data and metadata uh, would, uh, especially if you're going to do it over a distance, would 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 defeat uh, the the largest of processes at the moment. So. I, that, that would be my guess as to why it hasn't been done. And therefore, as a technology, it's, it's a, a high overhead of what, four, you know, five to one, five times the uh, disk cost uh, to get that uh, CDP and therefore um, would, would, would put it in the, uh, in, the, in the requirements, as Steve said, for very high uh, uh, RTO in particular. Uh, being able to get back very quickly indeed, and RPO. So um, that, that would be an expensive solution, usually local. Um, so uh, I, I, I just don't know of any technology that would be fast enough to deal that. Maybe that's in the pipeline, but I have never heard of it. Well, you know, <clears throat> dedupe really helps the, the backup situation, and maybe the question is what's here to help the recovery situation? Ah, that's a very, very well, good point. Yeah. <laughs> Backup's important. Recovery's everything. And if, if yeah. we look at it that way, I mean, dedupe does wonders for a lot of applications, not all, but a lot for backup. But what about the recovery? You know, when the clock's ticking and the revenue's going out the door because the app's not running, what are the best ways to recover data in this complete scenario of backup and restore recovery? Well, I, I think the advantage of it for the recovery is that you have more data available uh, than you for the same price, if you like, for the same price point. You have a lot more data available, and you can recover that th automatically through the uh, the, uh, the, the, the the tried and true and tested uh, backup recovery systems that that people have had in place for some time. So but I that think doesn't that, offer I, any performance improvement in reducing the recovery time. Oh, Oh, I think so. If you have it on, if you have more of it on disk, then you have a higher chance of uh, having that data for recovery there on disk and, and recovering it. But uh, compared to that same data on a VTL on disk that's not deduced, what would be the difference? Well, it's 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 a trade-off between the cost and oh, no. the amount of data that you can that you can have there. But From a recovery time perspective, though, not a cost perspective. Uh, it's There's a trade-off no between. Sorry, that's right for I said again. Yeah, there's, it's really, it's a, I'm asking a question from performance. What's the fastest way to recover your data, cost aside? The, the fastest way, as, as always, 
FOSS is the most reliable way is straight from disk. Absolutely. Mirror everything. Anything, anything you put in the way. Uh, well, mirroring, mirroring wouldn't do yeah. that because mirroring only helps you with hardware failures. Mirroring doesn't deal right. with corruption right. and worms and viruses and uh, mm. other mm. data corrupted issues. So mirroring is only partial solution. That's when you go to CDP on top of mirroring so that you can recover right. from Absolutely. things other than a hardware problem. Traditionally, the least expensive, well, I shouldn't say the least expensive, the fastest data recovery uh, would be a replication type solution. But as with everything, right, there's trade-off. With, with straight, whether it be synchronous or asynchronous type of replication, um, you're essentially mirroring the hardware and you probably have to have a pretty big pipe because while there are some solutions that do some data deduplication, for moving data or maybe even a WAFs type solution. I don't know that those are tried and true at the moment. They're, they've certainly come a long way and, and probably are closer to being uh, more mainstream than not, but uh, you know, a, a traditional replication solution. But you bring up a very good point on the recovery side, right? Um, things to think about. Steve, I, I, I think you're right on it because, I mean, customers are enamored with finally finding something beyond incremental or differential backup that can take them a little farther in reducing the backup window. But it's only going to be another 6 to 12 months before they get wise again and say, God, now how can I recover faster? Exactly. You know, I've, I've yeah. reduced my backup window. Well, now well, I need to recover well, because I'm losing money when that application is rebuilding or whatever. It's for disaster recovery, most of the cases. If you have corrupted data, the data would be corrupted on both copies. And in one case, I had a long presentation. I have a customer where I'm talking about this, and he said that he had local and remote uh, replication. And he said all four copies were exactly corrupted. So you have to distinguish between backup, between logical image, and between disaster recovery which is used by mirroring. Yeah, I think, I think though, uh, I think the, the merits of uh, garbage in, garbage out, you know, still apply. If you, if you have corrupt or bad data going into your tapes, right, it's going to recover as bad. If, you know, I mean, we all hear stories of, and Dave mentioned at the beginning of the call, right, the reliability of tape is such that, you know, you, you don't necessarily know that you really have what you have both source and target-based solutions, at least I know uh, the data domain solution and I know the Avamar solution, I'm sure others do this, right, once the data has been moved. So one thing I, ha I haven't mentioned that, that I think is, is, is well worth pointing out, the architecture of these data deduplication solutions are nothing more than highly sophisticated file systems. It might take a very short time to do the process to actually do the fundamental deduplication of the data. But typically, those systems checkpoint that file system where the deduplication hashes live. They then run an FSS, uh, an HFS check, and check the file system, which is essentially the equivalent of reading back all of your tapes. And then they create a second checkpoint for rollback capabilities and that sort of thing. So they're very highly reliable and that sort of thing. And, and I think we would all agree, you know, whether you're backing up or replicating data, if, if it's the wrong thing, then it's the wrong thing. When you look at recovery time objectives, another point to, to think about, right, um, even though source-based solutions might be fantastic for moving data over the wire, 
to uh, to uh, a local facility for consolidated backup or or just trying to get your arms around uh, that type of uh, you know remote office backup solution. Moving data back or recovering data back over the WAN is a very slow process. So, uh, in earlier conversations in the week, right, the th some things to think about and, and maybe should be more clearly articulated, target-based solutions where your existing set of processes really align to what you can do um, as a team, as an IT team, for recovering your data, are a very important piece to play into the, into the equation. Because um, if, if, if you have an RTO, a recovery time objective of four hours, you might be able to back up you know, a half a terabyte of capacity using a dedupe solution, dedupe solution from a remote office, but you're not going to be able to push 500 gigabytes back for a recovery uh, period within you know, four hours, and it could be as much as 400 hours to get that much capacity back to that site. So what does that mean? That means, okay, maybe that's not the right solution, or it means I do some type of local recovery and then FedEx the system. Well, that's clearly not four hours, right? So then do I have to go back and look at the data type that's out there? Do I leverage a replication solution? What types of things do I do to ensure that I meet some SLA that someone has sent uh, set on, on a particular data set? I think all those things play a part. Okay, um, so I, I think that's I, a, okay, so I'm just not quite clear on one thing here. A restore in a data dupe is slower than a restore without a data dupe? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say slower. I don't think with net backup you're going to push a half a terabyte over the WAN in four hours either. Um, it's it's just something to consider when, when the, so you talk about where is a deduplication solution really good? For recovery. Well, I mean, in principle, when vendors come in and talk to you about source-based deduplication, they talk about bandwidth-constrained file systems. They talk about um, virtual VMware environments. They talk about remote office. They talk about desktop, laptop. That's not a conversation, and that backup sales rep, rep might have with you. But when you're thinking about those things, right, it's not just about getting the data from A to B. It's getting the data back from B to A. So, you know, that, that plays a big part in it. I, I, I think, um, can you quantify uh, Nick, that? You were, you were referring to within the data center, were you? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, absolutely. It, 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 the fastest way of dumping the data uh, to disk and, and then getting it back again is always going to be uh, straight to disk with nothing in the middle. And indeed, I mean, just, just to be contrary, uh, there is always a risk of putting in an additional step um, from a security point of view, reliability point of view, um, from a data corruption point of view. That, that, that adds, it may be a small risk, but it certainly adds to that risk. So for where you have very high RPO and RTO requirements, I, I found that in general people uh, do things straight to disk, um, and they do it straight to disk, and then straight to tape uh, to get it off out of the out of the uh, right site as quickly right. as possible. Okay, so in a data center, disk to disk is fastest. If I have a, 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 a source-based dedupe, disk to disk with dedupe in the in the middle, how much slower is the restore? If you're in the data center, it's no slower than tape. 
No, I'm, I'm talking about this. No, no, no. He's talking about the putting the dedupe. It's a, it's about um, uh, a third extra, a half extra, uh, something of that order, uh, which you know again may or may not be an issue. Um, and, and you trade in terms of total cost, the saving on or the disk right. uh, is a cheaper overall solution. Therefore, you can hold more. So you trade the amount of, of uh, stuff on, on disk that you have that you can recover from uh, against that, that cost. Would and, be, my backups, would be and my backups run faster by how much? Uh, if I use data duplication or if I don't? If you do. Uh, again, about the same. About the same. No, that, no, 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 no. That, that, that's not true, at least not, not, at least not with technologies that I'm familiar uh, with. Uh, I, I, uh, on a backup, a source-based backup, solution, such as Avamar, has taken backup window hours to 45 minutes. No, I was talking rate. about target-based. Target based. I was uh, talking source. But you, you were talking uh, Let's talk source. Okay, okay. Then, then, then what I was talking about was target. So uh, uh, over to uh, Steve to talk about source. Yeah, so I mean, we can you can reduce backup windows tremendously from from many hours to minutes to you know many hours to an hour type of thing after the first backup. Yeah, yeah, after the first backup, and the first backup typically takes about as long as a typical tape-based backup. And on recovery with a source-based solution, we find it's traditionally because the server that's designed to to do all the uh, reconstitution of the data and push it back to you is never really been is never really constrained by the processing power of that server if it's designed right. Its 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 uh, limitations are the pipe to get the data to you. So if you're inside a data center, it's very fast, right? And then the server's ability to lay that data back out in, into the file system format. If you're over a WAN, that's where I started to say pushing that much data over the WAN, which is a good place for source-based dedupe from a backup perspective, may not be the right solution from a recovery perspective. Okay, but then I'm still just trying to quantify how much, what's the difference in speed, disk to disk backup versus disk to disk with um, source-based, in this case, reduping, re <laughs> reconstruction. Yeah, so in the data center, I don't think you're gonna see any performance uh, hit between tape and source-based deduplication and no from a recovery. No improvement either. And no improvement either, correct. Okay. That was with respect to tape or disk to disk? Sorry. With respect to tape. Yeah. What, what about disk to disk? Same thing. Same, same thing. So let me just make sure, Nick, I got those down. So disk to disk is always the fastest. We all agree with that. Placing dedupe in the stream adds 30 to 50% recovery time Overhead, I think is what I heard. No. For target-based. For target-based. Right. And then for source-based, backup windows are going to be minimized uh, dramatically. I'm not sure I got the metric on that. Um, and then you're saying for recovery is going to be the same? Correct. Right. Because you're going over the network. Well, because you got to lay down that many bytes on disk, and they may have. You may get, take a stream of, of a, a terabyte, 
which actually expands into five terabytes, you've got to lay down five terabytes onto the source disk. Oh, right. Right. And just for the record here, the fastest backup is a snapshot. As long as you go, as long as it's consistent. Right. But it may not be the fast recovery. Because um, I think the customers in, in the near future are going to get concerned about backup and recovery, not just backup. I mean, this is a great step for backup, but the rest of the story now will begin to shift to recovery time. Yeah, but why isn't Snapshot the fastest recovery? Because uh, you have to figure out which snapshot it is, first of all, it takes a lot of time to merge back in with your primary data to make that right. The snapshots occur at different points in time, and you need to determine the point in time prior to when the error occurred that that's a valid snapshot to go back to. Yeah, but that's true of any. That's been a, that's been a tough issue with snapshot or CDP on the recovery. Well, Once you true. find that out, then the recovery time's a lot faster. That's well, true of any. But there's no easy way for people, either with CDP or snapshot, to make that determination. Yeah, it's true of any backup. So, so if, you take a, if you take a daily backup, on your then, then you... If you have a problem today, you just go to yesterday's backup and let it rip, and that's what people did for years. It, it, it took a little longer maybe, but they didn't have to spend all that time trying to figure out what was the right point in time to go back to. You have to apply all of the uh, logs, et cetera, to that yesterday's uh, tape. It, it's, it's quite an undertaking, and if you go too far into CDP, too many days or too many versions of snapshot, the complexity overwhelms the benefit. So that's why I think, you know, again, in, in the call to action um, is it's really, it's really, and Gartner started talking about this a couple years ago with their, you know, whatever percent probability, but, but um, backup, replication, DR, BC, all kind of morphs into one category called um, data protection, and you apply the proper data protection technique to to match your RPO and RTO. Now, as holistic as that sounds, I think that kind of aligns with, with what you're saying with customers, smart customers, smart IT folks will start to align, although we haven't seen it tremendously yet, right, will start to align the solution with recovery, in which case, right, a the fastest, I have to believe, right, recovery time solution is still replication, a replicate copy. Exactly. I think you're right on. And, and that, again, goes back to a theme we've had numerous times on these calls is classifying your data. Exactly. The most valuable data that you need to get back up online the quickest is the one that will be mirrored for hardware protection and have probably CDP or maybe snapshot for uh, protection to go back to a point in time before the corruption occurred so that you cover all of those high availability issues. And, and you, you've got to classify your data to know exactly what data protection architecture to put against that application. So are you, are you implying that, that data deduplication's effects on recovery are modest, Fred? Um, well, for example, you know, if you had your traditional tier one, mission critical data that you needed up real quick and you know you'd probably do a combination of mirroring and replication rather than dedupe for that. Yeah. 
for tier two and tier three data, where the recovery time is not as critical, then DDoop, you know, has found a phenomenal market opportunity to cut down the massive amounts of, of data being stored there that are the same as the day before. Yeah, where 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 those types you need of to know your data, and you know, I wouldn't throw DDoop against mission critical data based on the recovery issue necessarily. I agree. Right. Well, it seems where DDoop is doing well is where customers aren't applying because the applications don't require a disk-to-disk -disk solution, and they've got... They're big. They're big archival giant applications where the, the savings are real obvious here on reducing that long, tedious backup window and the amount of hardware needed to store that data. But when you need quick recovery for critical Tier 1 type data, you're probably going to do something different. Yeah, That's where but... but but, but data, and, and data domain is not or, tripling its revenues for that, that, that those types of applications. They're growing because people are just don't really have an adequate solution in those tier two environments. Is that a fair statement? Or? Well, yeah, I, think, I, th I think if you look at, Dave, though, right, where's the largest, I mean, read any of the, the analyst reports, right, where's the largest volume of data, right? It's not application data, right? The largest volume of data is unstructured data, and that's a great fit. You know, that's where the bandwidth constraints and the remote office and the stranded data, et cetera, come from, right? But those are tip that data is typically not of tier one class, which comes yeah. right back to when you classify your data, the data that lives in the database is the data that keeps my infrastructure running. The thing that make the the data that makes me money, right, is tier one. That's probably not going to be the best fit in a RPO RTO. Uh, right. Situation for for DDoP. Right. By applications, I mean I mean the application of backup in tier two, you know, environments is what I was referring to. Um, as opposed to application data. Okay. Um, we got to wrap because we're hitting our hour here. Uh, we have, we talked a little bit about uh, 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 tape and the role of tape. Um, a lot of people ask, will DDoP eliminate tape? And I think I, I think the answer is. Tell me if, if you guys disagree with this. Is sometimes yes, but generally you still got to get the data off-site, and the cost-effective way to do that is is tape. Is that fair? Longevity of storage of of, of um, data is still probably best preserved on tape for when we're talking multiple 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 years, right? So that's one. And again, the answer is it depends. We have. Uh, I have seen customers who have deployed uh, off-site capabilities with a source-based solution because of the, the, the thin network requirements, do things like cross-replication and that sort of thing, again, with an RPO uh, of 24 hours. But in the same vein, right, those same source-based technologies are still deploying what they call tape-out features or archive-to-tape or archive-out type facilities to their dedupe solutions because they know customers still want to be able to have that portability uh, uh, of data. Okay. Okay, good. So uh, we do have to summarize now, and uh, hopefully folks who wanted to, to talk got a chance to, uh, but we're out of time. Before I summarize, I want to let everybody know that in two weeks' time on March 18th, um, on the heels of the NetApp analyst briefing, which is next week, uh, we'll be covering that event with a peer insight on maximizing the returns from your NetApp relationship, uh, and Nick Allen is going to be presenting. Um, okay, so let's summarize. What, what are we going to call this piece? 
I was thinking about playing on uh, the, the backup is one thing, recovery is everything, Fred. So sort of data dedupe, one small step for recovery and one giant step for backup. Well, you know, people but, have but, but I think that's moaned unfair. and groaned about the backup window for so long. I mean, finally, the backup window is closing. We finally got a way to help close it. But when you have to open it to recover, we still have some issues that the industry hasn't really gone after yet. But, but this is a huge step in the closing huge. backup window after 30 years. Yeah. So, and the other thing, you know, DISC has really taken over the backup recovery market from tape. Unless that tape library's got an integrated disk array inside of it, I mean, the backup recovery game is moving to disk and pushing tier three uh, tape clearly as a tier three long-term storage device. I don't think it can possibly keep up with disk unless tape has a disk built into it. So that title's a little bit too long. <laughs> But maybe you call it dedupe, closing the backup window at last. Is it closing the backup window or or or, or opening it? Yeah, that's always the that's always the tricky one, right? They now have shrinking. They now have more window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the data dedupe, uh, uh, closing the backup window at long last, or shrinking it, or maybe. Is it, is it, uh, it's, it's, I'm not, is it, I'm, 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 I'm getting confused. Greasing Go the ahead. rails. Say it again? Greasing the rails. Raising the rails? Raising the rails of the window. Okay, so data dedu. <laughs> Raising the, the backup window rails. No, greasing okay. them. Oh, greasing, <laughs> got it, okay. Oh, I like it, okay. Data Deju, greasing the rails of the backup window. How's that? Okay, let's go with it. All right, so uh, this is Dave Vellante at the March 4th, 2008 Wikibon Peer Insight uh, meeting. I want to thank uh, Steve Keniston, who led the call, and uh, other individuals who contributed, Fred Moore, David Floyer, Nick Allen, and Josh Krischer. Thanks very much for your comments today. Uh, the title of this piece is Data Deduplication, Greasing the Rails of the Backup Window. And here's the summary. Disk backup, which protects data by performing a backup directly to disk-based media rather than tape storage, is exploding. Particularly, data deduplication technologies can be applied to eliminate redundant data within a stream and are becoming common as data reduction factors of 20 to 1 or higher bring the economics of disk backup much closer to those of uh, tape backup. Tape backups often fail and are widely recognized as less reliable than disk-based approaches. Moreover, backup windows are increasingly tight and recovery is often uncertain with traditional tape-based methods. Finally, the increased popularity of server virtualization places further stress on the backup and restore process as spreading data across fewer virtual servers makes tape backup more complicated than a simple brute force physical server by server approach. At a high level, there are two predominant models to disk-based backup uh, deduplication. One is source-based and two target-based dedupe. The source-based model, e.g. 
EMC Abimar, Connected, Carbonite, Symantec, and others, uses a host resident agent that reduces data at the server source and sends typically just changed data over the network, either locally or remotely. Target-based dedupe is controlled by a storage system rather than a host, e.g. data domain, diligent, NetApp, Sepaton, and others. This approach simply takes files or volumes resident on disk and dumps them either to a clone set of disks, which then dumps to backup disks, or directly to the disk-based backup target. The former is more expensive but reduces backup window pressure and minimizes application downtime. The latter is cheaper and simpler. Where should customers consider each of these approaches? The general guidelines are as follows. Target-based dedupe is an excellent fit for customers that want to install a virtual tape library, VTL, without substantial disruption to existing backup software infrastructure, e.g. Commvault, and processes. A VTL without dedupe, while convenient for recovery, is perhaps still as much as 10x the cost of tape or 4 to 5x if blending tape with integrated VTL, whereas a VTL with dedupe can take this ratio down to as low as 2 to 3x tape costs. Additionally, target-based dedupe is best for higher change rate environments, e.g. more than 3% changed data uh, that's daily, change data daily, and larger databases. 200 gigabytes plus with more rigorous recovery point objective and recovery time objective requirements. Source-based data dedupe will shine in lower change rate environments, less than 3% change daily, often much less, where customers have lots of distributed data remotely and backup today is unreliable, cumbersome, and uncertain, e.g. laptops, PCs, and remote offices. Source-based dedupe also has an advantage when transmitting over remote networks because the data stream is reduced prior to transmission, thereby reducing bandwidth constraints. Uh, a commonly asked question in the Wikibon community is, will data deduplication allow us to eliminate tape? It seems that in both source and target-based dedupe, tape involvement might be minimized or sometimes eliminated entirely depending on the need to get data off-site. And there are some examples of customers using remote vaulting to disk to eliminate tape entirely. Uh, but this approach requires additional expense and typically substantial network bandwidth investment. So for most customers, backing up data to disk, dumping to tape, and shipping tapes off-site remains a cost-effective and fast way to comply with the disaster recovery edicts of the organization. What guidelines and best practices should customers consider with regard to data deduplication? Customers should start by considering RPO and RTO and understanding needs by classifying data. The extremes are relatively straightforward to address. If the application's RPO and RTO requirement is many hours or even days, then any model will work well. 
go for the lowest cost and easiest recovery, and perhaps even consider remotely managed services. If RPO, RTO requirements are measured in hours or minutes, then a change in infrastructure is going to be harder to justify, and customers will likely want to leverage hardened backup and recovery processes unless they have good reasons to change. Here, internal source-based models will be difficult to justify unless it's a database-driven source model, e.g. Oracle, where the database handles the deduping and consistency between volumes. On balance, disk-based backup and data deduplication should be on every customer's near-term planning roadmap unless the primary backup application is for data that won't demonstrate good deduplication ratios, e.g. music, movies, and mother nature. Action item. The choice of data deduplication applied to disk-based backup is one of how, not when. Customers should start by considering RPO and RTO requirements and assess dedupe relative to current backup methodologies to, to decide economically which approach is the best strategic fit. In addition to RPO and RTO, comparative metrics should include cost of recovery, operational costs, and RAS, reliability, availability, and scalability of backup process. Okay, thanks very much, everybody, and we'll see you in two weeks.